Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Catching Foxes, a special edition, because Luke and I are recording this. It might never see the light of day. The video might not. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, we're trying to do some experimentation for our patrons over at patreon.com slash CF. Again, that is patreon.com slash CF. Ooh, that was seductive. I know, um, right? So right now we're actually Everything in the classroom in my seductive. church building. Me and Luke just got back from Plano, Texas, where I left my iPad and had to circle back and go pick it up. That was embarrassing. Someone was so angry. <laughs> Both of us were so angry. I was fine. I was totally cool and patient. I was not. I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> you were so yeah. tired. So we did a great live show. It was a lot of it was fun. fun. You can yeah, find that great. on Facebook if you go to uh, Prince of Peace. Mm. Prince of Peace Young Adult Ministry. Prince of Peace Young Adult Ministry. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Aaron and Josh. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun. Luke I made, made a cougar, cougar joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is a domestic church. It is the first altar you see when you wake up in the morning. Your bedroom is a sanctuary. It is a Garden of Eden, right? Easy. I know. I <laughs> there is a raven duty. There's wild animals. No, uh, a cougar. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night, folks. It's been great my first and last time here. Thank you. Kitty wants some candy. Gomer made a Scott Hahn joke that he forgot about until today, and, and he's deeply, mad that I mentioned. And <laughs> deeply, deeply regret it. Uh, let me see what else. I think that was uh, it was, it was just good. fun. So it's really hard Great to kind of get your head around sitting in front of a class or not classroom, but a room full of people, and all you have is a table and two microphones. I loved it, and yeah, I like it's hard great. to visualize it. So, but it went well. Everyone said that it, it went good. well. Yeah, I said lie to me, lie to me, and they did. <laughs> and they were just like, "You are wonderful," and this is fun. I think you're pretty. We're throwing mics around. Just um, how much pasta can I make? I can't eat all the leftover pasta. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can. Yes, I can. Um, <laughs> that mean? We can all clearly tell. Um, one thing that I would add. <laughs> so, you're fine. He said to about that song. Um, Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the line. Um, Cincinnati. Since I'm the hot guy in Cincinnati. <laughs> the young adult office. <laughs> I did go for the jugular. Oh, he went for my tummy. I did. You're wearing black. You look fine. Is it slimming? Yeah, you got to, man. You got to make this uh, intelligible. So we're doing this together. We never do this together, and it's awkward because you don't know if you're supposed to look at the person or to look or, at the camera. Yeah. So or, I do this with my uh, the director of communication, Stephen Lenahan. You do, and we record in this room this on room that here, device. That device right there. That device right there, and we never, we almost never make eye contact. Gentlemen, you look great. No eye contact. Like, we'll sit there, and I'll be like, yeah, so one of the things I'm blah, 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 and we'll just look off and stare at the wall, because this is awkward. <laughs> we can't help but stare at it. We have to enter into it. I know. We can't help but just be like, hello. Yeah, we record via I Skype, see you. and we never turn the video on, so the audio can We be started as- to more recently. Yeah. 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 I do it with Dave, because Dave needs me to do that. Yeah. Dave Van Vickle for Every Need Shall Bow. Every Need Shall Bow at AscensionPress.com. <laughs> All right, enough of the whoring of ourselves out. Nope. And Patreon. that of our friends. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. There are more Catholic match ads coming up during this episode. 
Yeah, we're going to have to record them tomorrow, but yeah. yeah. no, it's fine. Um, so we have some stuff to talk about. We do? We, we, we do. I mean, we do. We do. We do. We do. We, do. we have planned this out. Uh, hey, everything Luke, we do Wednesday. is... Vi- hey, happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Ash Wednesday. What are you doing for Lent, Luke? Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I can tell that you've prayed about it. You've discerned. So, funny story. In my mind, Lent was starting next week. <laughs> and so, because I'm, st- I'm running a small group during Lent, and, uh, and it starts next week. So, in my mind, Lent... Yep. starts next week and, yep. and so i'm like oh my gosh i don't know um i'm the th- exact same way for lent because all i designed this curriculum for our church to walk through lent me and jonathan cardinal our youth minister and it's the six weeks of lent and i'm like oh and then stub week starting on ash wednesday I haven't even thought about it do you think it's hard to enter into things like lent when you work at a parish or, mm. or like when you work for the institutional church yeah it's hard to enter into everything. It's hard to enter into mass because you got people being like, hey, yo, the priest battery just died. Can you go into the – like there's so much stuff that happens mm-hmm. that people just gravitate to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you can't just be a parishioner. Like yeah. when I was growing up, everyone talked to my mom. We used to joke when we were little kids and we would physically shove my mom out of the parish hall because she was the director of religious education at our church. And we could never get out the door – I mean, like, we were always the last family to leave because everyone wanted to talk to my mom. And now it's like that for me and for Shannon. I do tend to book it. So I, I, don't, I don't have any responsibilities during MASH. During MASH. During, during mash. MASH. During, I've during got binge Ash watching MASH. What a great sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. A little overrated. Um, all the, you ruined season two in, or last two seasons. When Anyhow. it's good, it's great. But it, when it gets a little bit preachy, preachy it gets a little bit dumb. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so when so because I work for a diocese, I don't have as much stuff going on at mass. It's more after the fact, yeah. where it gets weird. And so what I tend to do after mass, if I'm because there are times as extroverted as I am, where I'm like I just need a little bit of a break. Yeah. And so I'm like, Aaron, can we just book it out of here? Because I know like all of all of the adults here, and I will say hi, and I and I love saying hi, and anyone who wants to. Uh, come up and talk with me because I, I i am an extrovert who needs attention i'm more than happy to talk with them yeah. there are some days where i'm like i just want to go and then grab lunch so um i just quietly head out so cool yeah there cool. we go yeah so i'm for our church we're doing the, and I, I mentioned this everyone who asked you can go to ap.church slash recenter or slash lent will take you to the same thing and uh, that's our parish initiative. We're doing six weeks, six different fasts, six different um, spiritual disciplines, and six different intentions as a parish to offer it up. I like. I've actually. I did think about maybe just doing what you guys are doing. It would be cool. It'd be cool. The first week after Stub Week from Ash Wednesday to Sunday. First week is go meatless for a week. Ooh, I've never done that before. Oh, but I like vegetables, so I can dive. I can do. I can do. Oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah. Salads. That's a, to me, vegetarian just means salads. Yeah. And spaghetti squash. I, I've I don't that'd be the longest I've ever gone without eating meat. The summer of scandal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably gonna be edited out. Nope. Um interesting. So okay, so I, I'm I think I'm gonna give up Instagram. Okay. I think that's noble. Uh can you can you <laughs> post schedule posts? In Instagram, probably. Mm. I don't. I, I don't really know. I okay. should. Um, okay. I don't. I mean, because so when I post stuff to Instagram, it's more. Uh, I just like think things are in, in the moment. Oh, I should post this. So I like I put a lot of stuff on our stories when I had to take my dog to the vet at like two in the morning. Yeah, and I was like bored. 
and so they kind of just um, enter- gotcha. it entertained me. What I'm really giving up is on the search bar. It's just a lot of Marvel and wrestling things that they want me to see for some reason. <laughs> and I really dived into the wrestling stuff, like hardcore. Like WWE wrestling? Yeah. Uh. Like not current stuff, although, although there's some current stuff. It's more like history. It's like like 80s wrestling or things from the early 90s when I, you know, oh, when I watched the that as a young age. kid. Or things from like high school when I, you know, like when it was like cool and fun to watch uh, wrestling for, for a bit, like the, like the Attitude Era. Or whatever it was called, and things like The Rock and Stone Cold, and so, and then I would I listened to a, a wrestling podcast, a, like the whole stuff no. with CM Punk and certain things, and then things about the Montreal <laughs> Screwjob. I know, I like I'm not into wrestling. Are you going to go see the new movie, but the I, wrestling movie? No, but uh, we fight but, together or whatever. Families um, fight. Page, whatever. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. Um, oh, I think it's, I've heard it's gonna. It has a lot of heart, and it's really funny. I, I actually did hear. Um, my the my go to film guys they loved it so I probably nice. won't but yeah no I've like over the past like three months I've done a hardcore dive into uh, wrestling stuff I don't know how I feel about that it's weird. have you ever seen the Netflix series Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling Glow uh yes I watched we watched the first season or so I love Mark Marin like yeah. he's on it and so I liked it I didn't uh, when it's good it's phenomenal a few things I didn't really care for but uh kind of yeah. we haven't watched season two yet I would like to it's good. Mm. I've seen a couple episodes, so that's yeah. It. Um, very weird that I did. I, I'm really like I like I got like <laughs> you got really into real wrestling. into it. I was, was listening to. Pod- were you a kid that watched wrestling? Were you a Hulk Hogan? Yeah, Macho I Man mean, Randy Savage. Yeah, guy? yeah. I, I I hate to admit that because it's embarrassing. you know yeah very. But I went as the Ultimate Warrior for Halloween third grade. <laughs> uh, who's crazy when you're like like it's like like that's the thing that I that I've really dived into. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's nuts! Like he was insane. Yeah, like bat, sh- bat. I, we're in a church. I feel bad. Like I shouldn't curse. We're not in a church. We're in the classroom. So bat shit crazy. <laughs> um, it's Ash Wednesday. Yeah, and then like a lot like Marvel stuff. So it's just like stupid theories about whatever, or like look at this cool video here. Like like the yeah. thing that I sh- uh, that I sent you that implies that uh, before at so in the Battle of Wakanda or. Uh, kind of forever. When Thanos comes back mm-hmm. and then he like turns back time, they actually think that like all the characters that he like all the characters died, and then he turned back time and they all came back to life because they don't have any of the injuries that they sustained when they like fought Thanos. Hmm. Like when like when he like punches Captain America, like the idea is like Captain America like he punched him so hard that he died. Yeah. Okay. And because everything that happened, so like you had the Hulk went into that rock. Yeah. You had um. You had Black Widow covered up by all these rocks to the point it seemed like she was going mm. to, you know, to suffocate. Then you had War Machine. His suit got, he yeah, was like, got crunched. crumpled. Yeah. And then, and like, when they all get back together, they all seem relatively fine. Was War Machine in his outfit? And was uh, he, the outfit smushed? Smush? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was smushed? Mm-hmm. Well, then that implies that it wasn't turned back. No, 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 no. When they come back, it, I, I don't think it is smushed. Uh, and, like, the Hulk is out of the rock thing. Now, but the weird thing is with the, the reality stone, when they're yeah. on um, Nowhere, when Thanos leaves, all the reality stuff comes undone. So, like, um, yeah. Drax and Mantis, like, are put back together. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I don't think that's true because... You but you see Doctor Strange use it where he takes an apple and he speeds it forwards in time and backwards in time. 
in the Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. and it just affects that thing that his will is attached to. So it just affects oh, Scarlet okay. Witch okay. and and Robot Vision. Man. Okay, that go. makes Vision. sense. So it's not all of time itself. It's yeah. just the time. It's just of that. The Apple. Yeah, because in the That's Doctor fair. Strange movie, they turn back time for the city being destroyed. I don't Speaking of turn back time. Liturgical incident. No, we'll, we'll do that ad <laughs> later. Come back, back, man. Share. Never get old, share. Never share. You're a national t- treasure. A little crazy, but a national <laughs> treasure. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> Mamma mia. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Luke. Really quick. Our good friends at the Liturgical Institute asked us to talk with you guys again. They are returning year two to chat with you about Transfigured, the Young Adult Liturgy Conference. So at this conference, you're going to find a positive, joyful, and faithful approach to praying and studying the church's liturgy. And I promise no share pants. What's great about the Liturgical Institute is that they're not pushing any type of agenda in terms of the liturgy. They teach what's in the church documents. So let's talk a little bit about what is this conference. Transfigured is the only is the only liturgy conference created specifically for young adult Catholics, and that's huge because I think if there's one thing that's true about all of the adults out there who are trying to unpractice the Catholic faith is people really do care about the liturgy, and I think it's part of this whole this like whole movement to try to really, uh, to you know, again tap into what Balthazar calls having to relearn what it means to be Christian. The transfigured young adult liturgy conference is a great way to to do this. When does this happen? July twelfth to June fourteenth. That is uh, a Friday through. A Sunday, July 12th through June 14th. It is located on the beautiful 1,000-acre liturgical campus in Mundelein, Illinois, just just north of Chicago. The registration fee includes your lodging, all your meals, and seven lectures on liturgy that will transform your understanding of the Mass. Holy crap, that is fantastic. Each day starts with chanted with chanted morning prayer and sung Mass. The early bird of registration ends on April the 30th. So again, that is the transfigured, you say that's five times fat, fast, transfigured young adult liturgy conference to find out more go to www.btransfigured.com slash cf again that website is www.btransfigured.com slash cf one more time for the kids in the back i must be honest the homeschooled kids in the back if you want to find out more about the transfigured young adult young adult liturgy conference go to www.btransfigured.com slash cf Thank you to our friends at the Electrical Institute for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. But so we had Chris, uh, Chris, Chris O'Hara, write in and ask us questions. He's getting engaged, or he's engaged, and he asked us a question about marriage. First six months of marriage, what to expect when you're engaged, right? Uh, when you're married, first six months of marriage. Yeah, what should an engaged couple expect Expected. for the first six months of marriage? A whole lot of awkwardness. Yeah. Whoa. And it, and like in every way you can think about it. Yeah. From the bedroom to, to the, the bathroom. <laughs> to like, when, when are we going to go to math? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think some of me, me and Aaron, our biggest, the biggest arguments we got into were on the way from mass. On the way from? Uh, sorry, to mass. To, to and from. Why? Why? I don't know. 
I have no like it was Did the it take weirdest you for, thing. Forever to get up and no, get ready. No, I mean and, not me. Um everyone <laughs> always thinks Aaron's the organized one. I'm like, this is not it's not really the case. I love you, sweetheart. Um wait, are you the free spirit or are you the nerd in the family? I we're both free spirits. Oh no. And so we have to turn oh. on the nerd. Now we we but we both can turn on the nerd thing in different ways at different times. Me and Shannon are opposites in so many ways. So wait, wait, really quick, for people who yeah. don't know, share what the free spirit nerd thing is. Yeah, so that's Dave Ramsey's thing. So you got the nerd. The nerd is the guy or gal who plans things, organizes things, is always, you know, scheduling stuff. That's my wife. She's lists upon lists, right? She gets excited, literally, to make lists. So that's not me. My wife also loves a clean house. I like a decent house. Um, so she just kind of keeps me in check. Yeah. She so. withheld sex from me so that I would pay my taxes. <laughs> hey, listen, do what, do what you got to do to get them bills paid. Yeah. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Sorry, yeah. I'm awkwardly putting my phone into my jeans. Why Ooh. are you doing that? Just put it on the table. Because I, it distracts me. Oh, God. And I feel <laughs> guilty. Okay, so. Um, I think First it, six months of marriage. Yeah. Start that, wedding day. I'm gonna, this is the only wedding advice I have, and I think this is rock-solid wedding advice. I'm presuming you're getting married in a Catholic church or you have the proper dispensations. But uh, there's no such thing as the perfect wedding. Doesn't yeah. exist. Yep. When you admit that to the very core of your being, you can then have a really great wedding. Yeah. And just have the wedding that you want to like. So, okay, so at the wedding, one of the things that Erin did that I really liked was she told the DJ, I want it to be up here. I want it to be at like a 10 the whole time. And so kind of having an idea of the tone of the reception that, that we want, it was just fun. And I think, like, I really, like, let, your, let the reception that just be a good time. It's not for your parents, although it kind of is to a certain extent. This is more about you and your, your uh, bride or your husband. Like, just go have a good time at your wedding day. Like, yeah, like, let go. Let go and let God. I was just going to say uh, that. We are walking cliches. Um, uh, by the way, my joke about us being white um, men who podcast did not go over well last Not even night. a little bit. Not even no. a little bit. Um, the uh, Yeah, when it comes to the reception, maximize fun. Don't maximize the, like, the formal side is great because people like to get dressed up periodically to get all fancy and go out and have a good time. Um I would just say stack all the formal traditional stuff in the very beginning. Make sure that right when guests arrive, there's food to eat. Yep, that's Finger actually clutch. Food. That's clutch. Yeah, so when people are walking in, chips and dip, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. give the I'll Open t- bar, they I, need things to do and food to eat. Yeah, I will never forget my favorite wedding was Jason Carter's wedding. Uh, you were replaced by Jason Carter. Uh, <laughs> that old trope. Um and the, the, it was at a Knights of Columbus Hall, and we walked in, and there were like three waitresses, and they were walking around with hors d'oeuvres and they and finger foods, and they were awesome because oh, yeah. we were all so hungry, and it was perfect. It was perfect. At our wedding, we had food, and we had a cocktail hour. We had tons of food. Then everyone went into the room and had dinner, um, and that was a blast. But yeah. uh, we just tried. You just try your best. We did all the formal stuff first. As soon as we walked into the room, people sat down. We did the father-daughter dance. We did the mother-son dance. We did our first dance. Yeah. Uh, everyone partied, and then we did the cake whenever um, dessert came up, and we were done. Wedding cake is so fucking good. Really? I love wedding cake. Like, a uh, lot. Like, more than friends. 
<laughs> like friends with benefits. Yeah. And the benefits are right to my hips in more yeah. ways than one. Ew, that's gross. Ew, yeah, weird. Okay, uh, honeymoon night. How was that for you? It was good. Uh, our honeymoon was gr- good, not great. I mean, I think for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people that I've talked to, honeymoons tend to be more stressful than they are fun, which I think is kind of kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know how you can really avoid that because it's just it's weird. Yeah. You know. Uh, for us, uh, my wife started her period. <laughs> well, literally an hour before the wedding. Oh, that's right, because we all hung out in your guys' bedroom, like, the night up. Like, yeah. The, yeah. Luke, this is the bed I've rented. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I might be married to her, but I was thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved you longer, just saying. Yeah, yep, that's very true. Um, no, for Shannon, she leaned over and she goes, uh, I said, I got good news and I got bad news. And I go, I remember the Marian prayer that we're going to pray during Mass, but I forgot our family crucifix to get blessed. And then she goes, I got good news, or I got bad news. And I go, what's that? And she goes, I started. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no. And then I just oh, said no. to her, I waited 26 years. I can wait 26 years in three days. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a bleeder. And I was like, 26 years in eight days? No, I'm just kidding. That was gross. Uh, <laughs> so well, gross. It's my fault I have. What is that? How does it go for Mean Girls? No. Nope. All right. Yeah. Uh, just leave that one moon, moonwalk out of this conversation. But then, um, so we say we had the bridal suite, presidential suite, which is an awesome room, but um, we did not have a honeymoon. So two days later, we drove to Austin. I started my job. So we didn't have a honeymoon, but we did have our first sexual experience in a friend's house guest room on their bed. And it was really weird because the mother, grandmother, had blessed it with holy salt. Uh, and that we there was still holy salt on that bed when we were uh, giggling like school children. That's a lot more information I ever wanted to know about. So the this. salt gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sand. It's everywhere. It's so coarse. Bup, bup, bup. Hey guys, it's Luke. I'm writing. I'm writing. I'm writing solo on this one, but not. But not in that way. I'm here to talk to you guys about our good friends at CatholicMatch.com, who for some reason just keep loving these ads. I don't know why. Hopefully they are not. They're uh, not really angry about this. Okay. Listen up. You all have hormones. You all have this drive to like live your vocation, but it's but it's overwhelming. You don't know where to go. You don't know you don't know what to do. It can it can be it can be overwhelming because most Catholics are scared to ask people out because of deep pornographic issues. But where can you find those people who don't have deep porn, pornographic issues, who want to date in holy, healthy, normal ways, my friends? My friends, I have an answer for you. www.catholicmatch.com. That's right. www.catholicmatch.com. All right, girls, here's the rule. Any guy who sends you like a three-paragraph messages right off the back, just ignore that shit and just respond to the ones you think are cute or seem nice who have sent you like a nice, like a good, like nice, like line or two. So my challenge to all the girls out there who already have a Catholic match profile is right now, keep listening to this amazing podcast and go and respond to like one or two guys that have already reached out to you. They, they think are kind of cool and seem and like seem and seem kind of nice guys. I encourage you to go to www.catholicmatch.com. If you haven't signed up for a profile, reach out to a girl or two right now. Say, say hi. Let love win. 
Let love win at catholicmatch.com. Because if you're, okay, I'm going to stop there because I can just keep going. And I'll, I don't want to make this dirty. Thank you to our friends at Catholic Match for some, for some freaking reason, sponsoring yet another episode of Catching Foxes. Back to the podcast. Um, okay, so getting past the honeymoon, and, and I would say, like, on your honeymoon, just, like, really, um, so like, the best part of our yeah. honeymoon was when uh, we just decided to kind of take a different route home, and we went south, and just kind of those, like, fun impromptu things are, like, yeah. w- for me, that was the best part. Yeah. It was really fun. We don't drove through Memphis. Poor, and don't be honeymoon poor. Like, that's the yeah, Dave Ramsey yeah, side. Like, yeah, yeah. Your wedding was in a your reception was in a high school, uh, like elementary too, school we, cafeteria. We, we did the whole thing for like eight thousand dollars. We wanted to go as cheap as we possibly could, and it was still a blast. It was so much, yeah. At one point, I took my shirt off while singing "Let It Go" because there's a bunch of little kids, and I threw my sweat encrusted shirt up in the air, and it almost landed on a five year old girl who was pretending she was Elsa. The best part of my of of my reception not a, good, not a good scene was when they played Gangster's Paradise and you sit on like the chair and grab the mic and you rapped it and then Emily, my sister, like took over for you at the end goes to carry out and just drops the mic like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did the first verse and she did the second verse, then the third and closed it out. <laughs> yeah. She uh, loves her gangster's paradise. <laughs> Who doesn't, Coolio? Who doesn't? Yeah. Coolio. How could you possibly go go wrong? Okay, so you're you're out of the honeymoon, blah blah blah. You're home. We actually first did six an months. episode. One of our earliest episodes was on your the day before your marriage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were all just hanging out. The three. It was like a two-hour-long episode that I put. Lord you, of the me, Rings Adam, music. and John. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So then, after after honeymoon, man, uh, what do you do? Uh, you get home. You got. You should be having a lot of these conversations beforehand. Here's a couple presumptions. I'm presuming you don't live together before you're married, and I'm presuming that you are as close to virginal, right? I will say this about the sex stuff. Can I say make a sex comment? No, no. I actually think it's kind of important to talk about that. So, yeah. Yeah, because Lord knows we don't in the Catholic Church except telling people not to do it. Um, the sex conversation, I would say, is it takes a woman eight minutes to finish on average. It takes a man one minute to finish on average. You, as the man, need to figure out how to make up that difference. <laughs> okay? I'm telling you, that can be a, just as fun as everything else, right? <laughs> Um, Why are you wearing a raincoat? (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask questions you won't like the answers to. Uh, Man. uh, It's Ash Wednesday. (laughs) I tried to play Dave Matthews Band, and Aaron was like, stop. I was like, oh. (laughs) No more crashing to me, huh? (laughs) But I love the Dave and Tim album, live at Luther College. Um, And then, uh, yeah, KY Jelly, I think it's like. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow, you went there. Need to. No, but I mean, like, this sounds gross. I know it's maybe going to be like a little bit like personal lubrication. This is the practical stuff that I think we need to talk more about if we if we really believe T-O-B. Two words. And coconut oil. <laughs> we it's can't help but just stare at each other in the eyes the whole time we're talking. Coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This we are broken people. McCarrick is our song. This is not uncomfortable. No. This is beautiful. This, uh, Coconut oil. Listen, it's fun. Everything is fun about sex, <laughs> except the weird noises that sometimes get made. <laughs> and if you're at like a guest, pl- if you're at a guest house, <laughs> are we really doing this? Yeah. Uh, get a towel, you know, put it underneath you, 
like yeah man it's a little it's a little messier than i think especially if you're like than you're gonna ex- expect so <laughs> get a towel wow we are really doing this no huh? yeah, my wife did a, a series cameron frad did a series with a bunch of women and my wife was one of them on sex and like brutal honesty about sex and the key to having a healthy sexual relationship number one is realizing the difference between eight minutes and one minute but number two realizing averages out to four <laughs> <laughs> but the realization that um you and her might be on two different levels at that time in terms of pleasure and fun and whatever. And you have to be open to communication. Midstream. No, yeah, absolutely. Because if it ain't working for her, it ain't working for either no, of you. It, it really, and like, this kind of like goes back to one of the, one of the most important things I think about the first um, half a year of marriage is you have to be willing to talk things out. Yeah. Like you have like, a, you gotta like, be honest budget time, like add an extra 20, 20% of your time to everything you're going to do to talk about things. Because it's just like yeah. even from everything from like how you want to have sex to when you want to have a uh, – to um, when you want to have sex to when are you going to leave for mass? What do you need before you get to mass? What are you going to do after mass? Like, you know, I mean, those things, yeah. you haven't done that before in this way. And it's different. And like yeah. I think the thing of like – I don't know why mass was always so hard for like me and Aaron. It wasn't hard to go. It was just like we would get. I mean, almost every time we get into an argument going what? to mass. I don't know. I'm a moody, moody man, and Alleluia is my song. Uh, I'm sorry, not anymore. During these few weeks, <laughs> and praise the Lord is my song. Yeah, and gather well, a sin I, I is my song. I don't understand what you're arguing about. I don't know. God what? knows. Do you not have a for instance to give us? Um, I mean. I remember more like the intensity of the arguments than the specificities. <laughs> so you know it was over nothing. <laughs> yeah, but I think things would just boil over, and we would just like kind of. Um, so we and this this I think um, I wish we had really understood this in the beginning. Aaron and I both got new jobs. We both moved to a new place. We got we were engaged, and then we got got married, and we moved to. Um, and those are like. Each one of those things in and of themselves are super heavy, difficult yeah. life events. Erin yeah. was in grad school still. She was doing grad school work on our like honeymoon, which kind of bothered me, but we kind of had to do it, and she knew that. And but it, it was I'm not I'm not saying anything that like we haven't already you know I'm talked about, but she kind of had to, and, and and it was fine. Like I knew that it just was one of those like this isn't how I thought I was going to go. Yeah, and it was just I wasn't disappointed with that stuff. But there is an element of, um, I don't know, if, uh, disappointment's the wrong word, but just uh, things just don't happen. You, you, you have yeah. to make things happen. And it's really important like, to talk about who's going to handle um, the money, who's going to do the dishes, who's going to cook on this day, yeah. who's going to cook. Like, um, how Aaron eats is very different than how I eat. She likes, she Luke can have, likes to eat completely naked, about to get in the shower with a bowl of pudding. And Aaron Demi Lovato likes to sit playing. down at a table, which I mean, is weird. Not weird. Um, <laughs> every Scotsman does it! Um, uh, but, uh, you know, like, Aaron likes to eat. She can eat the same thing for, like, five days in a row. I'm like that. I, I'm not. I, I, I can't do, Shannon you know. can't either, yeah. And, that's, and, like, those are things that I think, during the course of the week, probably build up and it would kind of come to a head whenever we we would go to mass <laughs> hey let's go receive our lord in the eucharist yep the same eucharist we received last week i've been meaning to talk to you about that <laughs> i don't yeah i don't i'm trying to, i think it was more just like the time that we would leave the stress you know just yeah. about like whatever 
Man, that's so funny. Me and Shannon, when we argue, but it's okay. Let me just say that it is important to have these little conversations because you're not thinking about these things. Um, in terms of banking, this is important. You, it's your money together. It's not one person's money. There are some podcasts that I listen to where the husband and wife alternate paying bills that month and next month, right? So it's like, oh, every other month is my turn. Every other month is her turn. And it's like, what is that? You keep your money 100% separate. Some Certain things they would pay together, like rent or whatever, but they would pay half and half out of their own oh, wow. private their accounts. Oh, wow. Their account. No, that's dangerous. Like, you can, like, I have my own private account for Catching Foxes and Lay Evangelists because for tax purposes and savings, but it's a pay-through account, so I can transfer all that money into my wife's account, which is our account. Mm-hmm. So we both know what money we can use to spend, buy groceries, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just it kills me when people think, no, that's mine. No, it's not. Like... I know a certain older couple that is terrible with their finances, and the the wife thinks my husband owes me an allowance for being his wife. So the husband pays begrudgingly out of this check. Now, she'll use that money to pay the bills and do other stuff, but it's also she thinks this is my money, not his. He owes me for being his wife and the mother of his children. Hmm. And I think that is so ridiculous because it's like, so like, he'll say, what do you want for your birthday? And she'll say, I want you to give me some more money so that I can go buy stuff. And like, that's all I want. You don't have to give me a present. I'll go buy it. And it's like, this is our money. You're spending our like, and that, that, it's so bizarre to me. So me and Shannon, we did a Dave Ramsey financial piece before we got married. I highly recommend it. And then when we got married, we knew every single dollar and cent that we owed to debt that I was making that we were putting into a house or whatever. So, I mean, it's so huge. It's so huge. Yeah, and that's where I um, – You avoid – money fights is the number one reason why people get divorced. If you don't know what you're doing with your money, you're going to always fight each other. Well, and there is – I think there's a weird vulnerability that comes with that too. Yep. That when you kind of hold that where off, your I think – treasure is, there your heart is. You're right. holding off like part of yourself in a, yeah. in a weird way. So I – because I found it really difficult to try to – because I, I think one of the reasons why I think it was a little bit tough for me and Aaron um, – is that we're very independent. We like doing our own thing. And so I think we like doing things t- like, so like we learn one big thing that like we, one of the first big things that I think we learned as a couple, as a, as a married couple was we were better when we did things together. Yeah. So that meant like, okay, we're going to have to plan our budget, like all this stuff. We're going to do this together first. And then like right now we kind of have a groove of where like I, I, I handle all the money. Aaron kind of does, does the food. I I do a, I do a um, couple things a week. Like she buys the food. I clean up the dog poop outside. She cleans up the dog with it. Yeah, you need a division of labor. Like that, I mean, that does, but like in the beginning, like let's plan this out together. Yeah. We can't be on these two. And so that took a lot of like just like yeah. uh trial and error and just um uh and it, it just i don't know it just and so i think for us it was because you had that like real desire for independence we got married yeah. a little bit uh, late in life um i was used to just doing things a certain way it was just you know our yeah. first year was really hard and yeah. i think 
but also understand that like other people in my life, like one of the famous stories in um, in my family is that my grandmother during their first year, like, she was 18, my grandfather was like 20, 20, 21. She threw a plate at him and it broke the wall. She tore his shirt off. <laughs> like, I mean, this is in the 50s. Um, and like Pete, Pete doesn't take no shit from no one. Uh, we, we call my grandma P. Long, long story, as in the letter P. And but um, and she's like, yeah, it was tough. Like it, was, and it kind of like helped me. Okay, like it's just it's okay to have a rough first year. Yeah. We uh, I had just moved to Austin, and we were at a church, and we lived. The pastor didn't, but we lived on church campus on the church premises. Um, and so we had this little, like, cabin that was left over from the land that was acquired, and it was just us. There were no neighbors. And it was kind of cool for us to have our first year. We had our kid at the end of that first year. Um, we were about three months married before we had our first kid and um, before we got pregnant. And uh, it was awesome just being the two of us and figuring each other out. Shannon is, goes to bed early, wakes up early. I go to bed late, desperately tried to sleep in. Um, after Lent two years ago, I shifted to a morning person, and it's much better for our marriage. Um, it's much better for family life. Yeah. Like, um, Trying to find those, like, where can yeah. you give Your a little bit? Your spouse might hate you not going to bed at the same time as them. I have a friend who they don't go to bed unless they go to bed together. My wife, she could care less. Yeah, Aaron's the same way, I think. Yeah, and so we have this. And also, like, introverts, extroverts, that stuff matters. I love going out. There was a time when I probably once a week, maybe once every two weeks, I would go out and have a couple of beers with fr my guy friends or whatever. She was totally cool for that. Oh, yeah, go out. And then it would be like, you need to go out, Janet, please. You also got to give each other time. Like, when, once you start having kids, one of the big things is I have to double up my dadhood so that she can still be an, a woman, right? She can still have her friends, go out, have a social life. You know, you got to kind of carve out time for each other. But in the first six months, you know, presuming that you don't have kids already, in the first six months, a lot of that you're just trying to feel the way around each other's like, how much do you want to go out? How much do you want to stay in? Are you a homebody? Are you an extrovert? If you're an extrovert and you marry a homebody, is your wife a homebody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my wife's a homebody. And she, we are decidedly not. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, do you want to record this at home or anywhere other than home? <laughs> yeah. So um, it's really funny figuring that stuff out. So that's a huge thing mm -hmm. for us in our marriage. Just I'm just trying to keep it super practical. Like, I just think that's so important. I had a really good point, too, but I lost it. I'm kind of hungry, I'll, I'll be honest, and it always throws me off. Here we go, fasting all day. Lent, 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 Lent. Um, yeah, did, so then... I did tail, shimmy there. Yeah, okay, so then uh, you're, you're having conversations about sex. You're having conversations about money. Dave Ramsey oh, has... Yes. Here's, here is my point. I think there is this tendency to try to get into the why. Why am I doing this? Why Why are you doing that? Which Which can bring about a lot of self-reflection. Yeah, that's emotionally exhausting. Yeah, and I think that's something that me and Aaron did a lot because we're, we're both very reflective individuals, like extremely so. So we want to have those. And we're like, well, I think I do this because of blah 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 yeah. blah. Um, that gets exhausting. I yeah. think you should only probably do that twenty percent of the time. So if you argue, say five hours a week, you only need to have an hour. I'm, 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 I'm this is just yeah. This is just a number. Only spend an hour, maybe. Talking about the why, because I do think it's good to understand a little bit, like, like why, why am I doing this? So I can try to, like, then how can I change that, change that behavior? But I think it's actually more important 
80% of your energy should be geared towards the what. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. I'm hungry. Like, I'm just hungry. Hungry, I'm tired, angry, lonely, tired. tired halt. Stressed. Yeah, yeah. the halt. Like, like, so, like, me and Aaron would say, halt, like, halt. I'm having a really hard day at work. I haven't eaten. I get hangry pretty easily. Shannon is so angry. Yeah. In the morning, she's like, I'm going to eat your flesh. And you're like, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever, little bitch boy. <laughs> oh, why are you eating me? I need this to work out. Domestic violence is not a joking matter. Except of the Gormley household. Except of my household. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. And so boiling this down, I think what we need to do is just realize that you are going to mess up and piss each other off a lot as you figure it out. Me and Shannon had a pretty dynamic situation where it was just us. And if we wanted to go out, we had to physically, like, it wasn't like a neighbor we could see. We had to drive across town. And um, it really helped us to get on the same page with each other first. And then from that, we were able to figure out yeah. all the other stuff. Because it's just, it just, it's weird. Like, how yeah. do you, how do you get ready in the morning? Oh my god! You know, and just trying to figure Two that out. Two sinks save a marriage. <laughs> what? Two sinks. Two, no, yeah, no. Save like, a marriage. When you um look for your apartment, look for two sinks. Like the way, like where Aaron wants to have, um, the toilet in. And a restroom for her is really important. I would never think about that. I want my toilet to be the sink. <laughs> I would, ne- <laughs> you know, and like she and uh, I was like, oh, I never like. They're just like there are going to be yeah. uh, stuff that comes up that you're never going to think about. Yeah, and you're, you've never considered in your life, and it's just all of a sudden it's going to become a thing. Yep, it's going to become a thing. Oh, women take so much longer than men to get ready. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. When we lived in our really small apartment. Um, we only had one bathroom, but we had two sinks. When we moved into our rental house, we had one sink, but we had multiple bathrooms. So I just took my stuff and I went. Yeah. I took like toothbrush and hair stuff. That's the only thing that's like vital that I can't do when she's in there with her stuff everywhere. And so, what's one thing when you got married that we were just like, huh, this is so this is a thing that people do? That like, was, was there anything that you saw? I mean, she cleaned a lot more, like scrub down clean a lot more than I mm-hmm. ever would. Um, she had a fitted sheet and a non-fitted sheet, a flat sheet. I never had a flat sheet growing up. I just had fitted sheet and comforter. She was all about the, you got to fold the sheet this way. You got to put the multiple pillows. That was foreign to me. Uh, I can't really think of anything else. I don't know. Mine was, I won't ever forget this. The way Aaron took over a sink in the bathroom was, like, oh, mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. I've never seen anyone put stuff in a sink while you're getting ready or just, like, have, like, just stuff everywhere. And I was like, wait, what? What are you, what, what's going on here? I just had never seen that now, before. Now, Shannon has these various caddy-type devices under the sink that she pulls out and puts on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's still organized, even though it's everywhere. Yeah, it's just like holy cow, and this and like Aaron, um, Aaron has a strainer that she uses a lot, and it just hangs there always now. <laughs> it's just always there, and I'm like, all right, I'm just and actually, I took a picture of it, and I put it on Instagram, and she got mad at me. She's like, it has my burnt hair on it. <laughs> just it's just a little intimate. That's like a little weird. I'm like, no, it's funny, and she's like, nah, I don't want that. And like, but like little things, I'm like that. Like, yeah. I have no problem blasting things out to the world. Yeah. 
Aaron is she's gotten a lot better about this now, but like <laughs> in <Better>? the beginning, <laughs> better or forgiving, better. She's just accepted the fact that this is how it is. <laughs> better or dead inside. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Just, uh, so Why anyways, not both. <laughs> find a guy that'll do both for you. Um, <laughs> the summer of scandal. 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 <laughs> Okay, I feel like we've exhausted this topic enough. I did too. Captain Marvel, what do you think? Um, I'm it excited didn't make about it. Into it. The show, so I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, you yeah. don't think Marvel is ruining all of their cinematic universe by having a woman character who's going to be a Mary Sue, so overpowered, no one's going to actually care about her because she's a woman. She's going to kill all the men, and she's going to win. Social um, Justice Warriors. I'll be a little bit annoyed if it's a Mary Sue thing. Like, yeah. I, not, not that I care if that it's a woman. I, I think it's great, but I just I do get annoyed with a character who can just do everything and kind of like, oh, here's how we'll beat Thanos. Yeah. Ta da. Yeah. So I only the only thing I, I don't think I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm glad you have uh, strong female characters. Her name was Miss Marvel. They totally. call her mass, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, there's some reason for that in the later comics, but, uh, you know, whatever. I don't care. I think it's going to be great. I'm glad this is another element where you're taking it out into space. So right now the only space stuff we have is the guardians of the galaxy and everyone else is our earth based hero. You know, whatever you're talking about, you know, Iron Man or Captain Marvel or Captain uh, America. So it's cool. We got another space hero and all this needs to happen for infinity wars. But um, the one thing that kind of annoys me is, is, is she going to be like Rey in The Last Jedi, where mm-hmm. they're so overpowered, they can do nothing wrong, and there's not a arc of her. But I think the storyline that they show you in the trailer is she keeps getting knocked down, but she has this grit about her to keep getting back up. Like, that's one of the trailer things. Little girl, young one, a pilot, yeah. and then, you know. So I, I think it, and it looks funny. I'm very excited yeah. that it's set in the 90s. I hope yeah, they, that's I, hilarious. And I, I, so, okay, so it opens up with a blockbuster video. Know, that's right? perfect. There was a show that was on uh, that was on Netflix that was uh, it was I think they were doing I don't know if it was junior high or their freshman year of high school. Like kids like your age, so like one year older than me, starting off high school, and it was like, but it's in the 90s, and it's like made sure you knew every little part was like in the 90s. Here's ska. You remember swing music, and it just like it wasn't like small yeah. in those like small ways where it's like I feel like I'm back in that world. It was yeah. like. This feels like a kid's play where it's like, and now the ska part. Yeah. I hope it's not on the nose. I yeah. hope it's just kind of like, yeah, I feel like I'm back in the 90s by watching this. I mean, the best part of how you signal Captain Marvel was the end of Infinity War with the pager, pager. that mm-hmm. everyone owned back then. I didn't because I didn't deal or buy drugs. Yeah, My parents either. never let me. My parents wouldn't let me either, but my dad had one. And I would text them all the time. Nine one one. Couldn't you like send like ass or something to people or something? Well, like too? boobs. Yeah. Six zero zero, zero six five eight zero zero eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, eight zero zero eight. Oh man, I five. love being a kid. Oh, good time uh, playing snake. Wonderful. So this has been catching foxes solves your marriage. There we go. You're we did welcome. everyone. Uh, yeah. Happy happy ash. Get your ash out of bed. Happy Advent, everyone. Happy Advent? Advent. Happy. I'm so hungry. <laughs> happy Lent. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be in San Diego in April, but we'll talk about that. April 4th. They gave uh, me Thursday some night. details yeah. to share. Thursday night, April 4th. Uh, we are going to be in San Diego doing an event with their diocese down there. 
uh, good friend Patrick, fan of the show, who literally typed a typewriter written letter and mailed it to both Luke and I. Because we because never, we got, never back got, to got him. back to him via email. Sorry, buddy. Ooh. Okay, uh, so it is on April the 4th, 7 p.m. at... At the Mission San Diego, $10 for um, tacos and beer. That's great. April 4th, uh, 7 p.m. at the Mission San Diego, $10 for uh, tacos and beer. Aunt D's going to be there. Awesome. She's make Legend a guest, from the early guest, shows. Uh, a guest appearance. We're going to be. I'm so excited. Palm yeah. trees, sunshine. Thank you. Yeah. Love you, friend. Why not kiss again? Why I don't am I know. Doing Stop this? at patreon.com slash CF. And thank you to our sponsors, the Cap- Liturgical Institute and CatholicMatch.com. I'm sure we said uh, we had a hilarious Catholic <laughs> match ad that was very inappropriate. <laughs> we had to take three takes because we're dirty, dirty people who yeah. can't control ourselves. One day on Patreon, we'll put all the inappropriate ones on there. Maybe. <laughs> I'm so scared, too. I'm scared. New okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Bye.